You're listening to Dime Stories, a podcast by the Kentucky Museum at WKU. of Dime Stories as we continue our virtual hammer-in. I'm Tiffany Iselhart, Development Manager at the Kentucky Museum. Today, we are talking with David Marquez about creating and teaching metalwork sculpture. David is an Assistant Professor of Sculpture at WKU and recipient of the 2014 Al Smith Fellowship Award from the Kentucky Arts Council. His teaching focuses on challenging students with techniques and materials that they may have little experience working with in order to create a dialogue that allows students to question preconceived ideas and encourage flexibility, critical thinking, and unleashing the boundless creativity within. He is also a professional artist working with metal, ceramics, and mixed media. Let's get started. First question, how did you come to be interested in sculpture and in particular working with metal? Um, Sculpture, I I actually started at WKU uh, for my undergrad and I was in graphic design. And while I was doing that, I, um, I started, we obviously were taking studio classes and stuff like that. And I fell into the sculpture department and uh, Brent Oglesby sort of introduced me to some metal casting. Um, and then um, after that, I went on to graduate school for sculpture. I mean, he sort of inspired me uh-huh. to sort of stick around in sculpture. And um, let's see, at graduate school, I had an opportunity to do a lot of bronze work and uh, aluminum work and stuff like that, mostly bronze. And I really enjoyed that those processes, and um, I still continue them today. Like, uh, just I, I think I like the I don't know the I like the hard labor of it. <laughs> sort of like I guess if you want to sort of reference the the hammering sort of part of it, that's definitely um, it's sort of a passion to sort of like you know to do that kind of work and then sort of get the rewards at the end of it too. Oh wow! Okay, um, so now that you're you're teaching it what what is students reaction when you integrate metalworking and like your sculpture and other art classes well i mean uh sculpture i mean sort of it's already sort of embedded in it i think as far as like thinking about the longevity of 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 some of the materials that we use and metal is one of those that lasts a really long time unless it's melted back down which takes a lot of process um but um i don't I, i some are really sort of intrigued by it they're excited about it uh, until they get into the labor part of it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much work goes before you actually have to cast something and everything like that. The casting is sometimes the quicker part of it. You just sort of pour the metal in and, and then you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, then you're back to work again, grinding and cutting and stuff like that. So, um, so, I mean, I think they're, some are, some are really happy about it. Some really like, you know, they, they get into it and they really see the work and they, they're not excited about it. And I think, you know, it's just a part of the nature of, young people and you know investigating new things and stuff like that and one of those more laborious things like that they don't expect it quite quite a bit at the first so i think good i think positive (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) but definitely like it's really interesting how metalworking is so much more labor intensive than we typically think art to be you know so so many people have stereotypes of like the the starving artists working, throwing paint around the Jackson Pollocks of the world and things like that. But it's it's really interesting that metalworking doesn't often come up in those conversations. Yeah, and even sculpture in general is one of those things that you know I've, I've had some people say that you know when they start a painting they they don't really uh, they don't use a sketchbook anymore. But a lot of times you know I I I embedded in my classes that you know you know sketching is pretty important because you've got to plan your materials. You know, knowing what you, yeah. you're going to use. Um, you know, how tall it's going to be, how big it is. And those things come to really a quick question. 
um, when you get into three dimensional, you know, when you got a canvas, you know, you're pretty well fixed, you know, that you know that you're going to cover that canvas. But when you get into this sculpture, it's like, okay, what am I going to use to hold it together? What am I going to, you know, is it going to be nails? Yeah. Is it going to be screws? Is it going to be glue? Is it going to be uh, joining? Uh, <laughs> is it going to be welding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sewing. Like, there's so many things that we have to think about differently. And, like, and I think sitting down and sort of getting some ideas first. And obviously, there's the, the play part that happens too, you know, like I find this part, but then when I find, when I find a part that I want to put to get put to something else, it's like that same thing. Okay, how do I get it? put together yeah. you know so there's a lot a lot of different kinds of problem solving that happens with three-dimensional work that, that's good <laughs> yeah they, they need that skill actually <laughs> yeah um so so kind of switching over to hammering um you know it's a campus and community-wide event that, that really has grown significantly yeah um so why do you consider this event like so important in our community I mean, just, I mean, I love the, love what Charles has, Charles Harris has done to sort of get things started with this and everything like that. I remember when we first started it and like, we're still like in that sort of zone of like, you know, will people be interested in this? And I, and I, I'm excited that people are interested in it. It has grown as big as it has. Um, it's been really awesome for me to think of how important it is. It's like just to get a community of people together that like to share what they know how to do and, and, and learn from each other too. And, you know, humbled yeah. by the aspect that, you know, when I go, and I see see somebody do a new technique. I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't know how to do that. Show me how, or, or like, can you give me more information? And I think that's why a lot of people go there uh, too. Um, we, you know, we really encourage our students to go as well because it's an opportunity for them to see a lot of different techniques. Of like I said, you know, it takes a lot of different ways to yeah. put things together. And when they get to see those things, they they get pretty excited as well. And and my students love to to share their ideas. You know, when we're out there pouring metal with them with the aluminum pour. Um, my students get excited to do that. They want to be a part of that and uh, to, to, again, like I said, share what they do and also get to walk around and see what other people are doing. So, yeah. Do, do you think it helps the students understand how artists need to reach out to their communities and work with communities too? I encourage that in already within my course, but I think they do. Uh -huh. I mean, that, I think that's maybe why they're so interested in going out there and doing it. Some, you know, when they're new to it, maybe not so much. But um, one of the things that I, you know, for the iron casting community that I work with quite a bit, um, they're the same kind of people. You know, we when we go to a conference, when we get together and do pours and stuff like that, we're sharing like mold techniques. We're sharing, you know, uh, how how to pour this and how, you know what kind of things can we do. Like, there's some weird things that we can do, like when we're like bringing two metals together and pour those two metals together at the same time, kind of they're called a fountain where you fountain them in together. And uh, you get like a bronze and an iron mix or something like that, which, you know, could look, have a marbling effect as it goes in or putting oh. something inside of the mold that's copper or something like that. And as the iron goes in, it, it's a hot enough temperature to melt that, uh, that copper and then it swirls in there with it as well. And everybody's got their own things, you know, to sort of share. And those things are awesome. Like, you know, I've not done all of them, so, <laughs> and I still want to do all of them. But yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, Final question during the aluminum pour. What are some of the most memorable designs you've seen people come up with? Oh, shoot. Do you mean student wise <laughs> or just everybody wise? Just everybody. Oh, I mean, I know, I know we get like a lot of kids and families doing it too. So I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of creativity going around. That is, it's so hard to pick. I mean, like, um, let's see, uh, des designs or, or like sculpture or yeah. is that what you mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'm really inspired by so many different things. It's hard to just sort of pick one. 
Um, Jerry Massey is one of, one of the people that I work with quite a bit uh, with the with sculpture trails uh, in Salisbury, Indiana, and we uh, um, his forms are really interesting. The way that he it's it's not necessarily the finished design so much as like just I mean that I mean it does inspire me. His finished work does too, but the the process that he goes to doing it like he's sort of like we we do a scratch block with the uh, with our uh, aluminum pours, and what he does though is he creates a big mound he'll, he'll start out with a big mound of sand on the table of uh, resin sand and it gets hardened and then uh, that's a that's a specific shape and then he takes takes and puts another mound of sand on top of that which is a part of the mold pulls that out uh, or pulls it apart basically pulls the the first part out and then he carves back into that both the the mound of sand and also the second mound of sand where he sort of goes to the face of it and starts carving into that one. And the way that he thinks is so interesting because it's not normally the way that you would, you know, usually you would create a form and put it in a mold out of another material, but he uses the material itself to create the pattern by carving into it. And it's just a, a crazy process to see. And I really, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm working with him on a piece now. We sort of like get, get to it and when we get out of COVID and stuff like that, we'll get back to it again. But it's one of those, you know, that I'm getting to sort of work with him and sort of see how his brain ticks. And, you know, we're sharing sort of the composition in that way. And it's really fun to do that. So I think that would be my yeah, one that I would say that's really inspiring. Special thanks to David for being part of our virtual hammer-in. Be sure to tune in next week as we explore the journey from student to artist with our very own Eleanor Davidson. Thanks for listening. Thank you.